All right, welcome to the Avni interviews. We're your hosts, Eric Bork and Mikey Taylor. What up? We're the co-founders of Avni, a brand for entrepreneurs. Here on the Avni interviews, we interview people doing the work they want and the lifestyle they love to help other people do the same thing. Before we get started today, we want to give a shout out to our social media digital agency. If you are looking to get clients to pay you a monthly retainer, SMDA, Social Media Digital Agency, is for you. We just got, we keep getting these testimonials. We just got another one yesterday. Someone hit me back, signed up, and they hit me back. Oh, I just landed a 3K retainer. Thank you. This is helping me stabilize my design work. So the, the URL there is socialmediadigitalagency.com, or you can always go to our site at avniintelligence.com. Let's jump right in. Today, we are here with Matt Grecia. Did I say that right, Matt? Yes, sir. What's going on? And nothing much. And he is the founder of Cancer. Cancer. It's a sock brand that donates to can cancer research. And it's spelled C-A-N-S-W-E-R. Matt is a 21-year-old college student who started his own business. And we're going to go through how he set that up and how he got going starting his brand. Matt, thanks for being with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I actually wanted to say this is like, a super cool thing that you guys are doing. Um, I think, I think it's like very necessary. Like, I feel like currently a lot of the people that are sort of trying to help um, entrepreneurs trying to come up are sort of like just trying to make money or their things are BS. And I don't feel that way about you guys. Like what you guys are doing. <laughs> yes. <is> cool. <laughs> well, it's funny. Cause that's our whole thing is creating mm -hmm. practical ways for people to make money. And it it's, it's funny because it almost shocks us sometimes, and it shouldn't. It, it's obviously now a little less shocking, but people sign up for the course or courses, and then they hit us back. They're like, I did it, and it worked, and I'm making a living. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. a great thing to watch happen. And I think one of the biggest, I don't want to call it challenges, but something that we kind of face is a lot of guys are out there selling these like grand visions, right? buy this and you get to drive the Ferrari, you're rich, blah, blah, right? We don't do that. So it's like, you know, it, it, it. sometimes we wonder like, dude, that's not really what we think. Yeah. I hope it's like, you know, people still understand. It's like there's actual real ways to do it. And just now we're starting to see like kind of the, the fruits, you know, so it's it's kind of cool. But thank you. We appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. I and mean, there's been a couple of times where we're like, Let, let's go get the Lambo. Let's, and we, it's just not us. We can't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, totally. So, Anyways, all right, Matt, let's jump into your story. And Matt's story, uh, the reason we're having Matt on, first of all, super cool guy. I've talked to him on the phone a few times. And um, I like highlighting people who are young and getting it. And, you know, Matt's doing really well. He has, you know, all his stuff. He has his e-com set up, started his own brand, LLC, trademarked the whole thing, and um, has a really cool thing going. So, Matt, let's jump into your story. Uh, how did you get started uh, with cancer? And, and and for the listeners, when we say cancer, it's it sounds like cancer, but it's answer cancer and answer put together. And that's the Instagram is at cancer, and that's cancer and answer put together. So how did you get started with cancer? The name definitely looks better on paper than said out loud. <laughs> but um, it does look cool. Yeah, that's why I can't work. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, um, yeah, so, I mean, I just, I always had a, I always had a desire to start a clothing brand. Um, I think growing up a skateboarder, you, you get curious with like 
sponsorships and and so you start to think i at least i did i started to think about what it would like being the guy or girl or whatever on the other end um and so i think it sort of always and it's just like a staple in skate culture right so i always wanted to have a clothing brand and then as i grew up i it sort of just was just like a thing in the back of my mind and i was like one day i'll do it and then i realized that I was just making excuses the whole time. And I, I would tell myself that like, oh, I'm too young. I don't have enough money now. I don't have like this. And like, I think I got to the point where I realized that not everything would align at the same time. Like th there will never be a time where you're like, oh, I have enough money and time and everything to do this right now. So, I mean, I was just like, okay, well, I'll make do with what I have. And then um, I had worked what with... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. What decided? What caused you? Sparked you off to get it to actually take action, like you're talking about? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it was just thinking about it at the time, and so I had, since I was younger. Um, so my my dad is actually an entrepreneur as well. He has like a, a it's a local business. It's not like an e-commerce e business or anything, but uh, yeah, he has a catering hall, and so since I was young, I always like sort of watched out with what he was doing. And um, then when I was became old enough, I started working. And so when I was like 15 years old, I didn't have any expenses at all. And so I was, I was just saving up all my money. And so then it finally got to the point where I started thinking about like, okay, well, I want to start this business. And then I had the idea because um, it was my grandpa's birthday. And so my grandpa had passed away like way before I was born. And so I was hanging out with my grandma and she was just like, she was just telling me stories about him and, and whatnot. And so then it got me thinking about how the story that I have with like not being able to have met my grandpa is a story that a lot of people have in some way, like cancer affects, I would say most people in some way. And so, so passed away from cancer. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm losing you. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Connection's breaking up. Let's make sure I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, yep. Okay. Um, so I, I lost you. So your your grandpa passed away of cancer then? Yeah. Okay. So when your grandma was was describing that, it's it sparked something in you. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I always wanted to start a clothing brand and I feel like I can help these people who have like a similar story to me. And if I can contribute in any way, um, that would make this way more meaningful. And so then yeah. that idea sort of evolved also into a thing of, um, of branding. And so I, I didn't, I didn't want it to be um, pinned down as like, this is a company that sells t-shirts um, with like pink ribbons on them that I'll wear to bed. Like I wanted it to be a real clothing brand and also have that, um, have the, the aspect of donating money to cancer research. And so um, I did that and yeah. So when you went about starting a company, how did you go? Did, did you, you got an LLC and trademark? Yeah. Is that correct? So, um, and how, 
Go ahead. Yeah, no. So, I mean, like I said, my dad's an entrepreneur. So when I, I would tell him about this and he would sort of give me pointers on what to do. And I mean, you don't even really need that stuff like right off the bat. Like I was lucky enough to have saved up my money from when I was young. And then I was 19 years old and I was like, okay, well, I have the money to do this like super properly. So I'm just going to do it that way. And so I, I invested that money into it. And I was like, well, I'm 19 years old. This is going to be, these are like the last years of my life where spending four or $5,000 of my savings is not going to like, it's not going to have any consequences. Like it's I'm going to get serious soon, right? Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to spend most of my savings, but there will never be another point in my life where I can do that and like take that risk. So I'm just going to do it now. And so, okay. And um, so you actually got the trademark for it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, yeah. Tr- the, the trademark part, it, it's something we get asked a lot. And um, we just interviewed the founder of Rastaclot and he's like, yeah, it, it definitely, for anybody listening that's thinking about trademarks, um, his point was, he's like, yeah, my, my product was very easy to copy. You know, it had a, it was a, it was a shoelace bracelet. And he's like, because I spent the money on the trademark, I've been able to shut down the bigger companies that have tried to copy it. So yeah. good, good move there. You found the LSC. Um, so let's go into, uh, how long did it take you to get set up in all the business stuff you were doing? Well, I excuse me, the business foundation. Yeah. So my, my grandpa's birthday, which is when I like thought of the idea is in May. So that was May, 2016. And I was up in September, 2016. It was pretty quick. Wow. That was really fast. Okay, cool. Hey, so where did you go about getting the knowledge on how this whole system works, right? You set up the company, your dad helped. Did he help you outsource uh, who's going to create product, how you manage inventory, setting it out, figuring out margins? Yeah. So like I said before, I was sending everything out on my own. Like it was, I I kept everything myself, but um, actually at school, which is another topic we can get into after, at, at, at school, I think it was like my sophomore year of college, I met um, Brett Conti, who's the founder of Fortune with um, Fortune Fortune Skateboards and Fortune New York. Um, and I didn't know that he went to my school. And so one day I just saw like a flyer that he was coming to give a lecture. Long story short, I went to the lecture and um, this was like around the time that I was starting up. And so he was like super friendly and he was like, Hey, like reach out, like anybody can reach out if you have any, like if you need any advice or whatever. So I emailed him one day and was like, Hey, here's what I'm doing. I'm lost. Like, what do I do? And so he sort of like pointed me in the uh, right directions in terms of like the e-commerce stuff. Um, Told me about Shopify and and all that. And so then I started looking on um, Alibaba which is where I found the sock manufacturer that I still work with now. So okay, so you made, so with Shopify, did you build it yourself, or did you end up having someone else do it? I did it myself. And Shopify is such a it's such an easy tool. Like I feel like it's really something anybody can do themselves. You know, it is. Yeah, it is. Minus minus the one thing I built on a bunch of different platforms, but the one that bothers me about Shopify is sometimes to do such easy things you have to hire a developer to do it do you know any code 
I don't know. <laughs> I probably should. Yeah, like sometimes it's like, and I know a little bit, and I'll be like, I want to, I want, I want to yeah. put a button here, and I got to hire a developer to do it. I know. Um, that's know. the only, that's the only thing that like bugs me about Shopify once in a while. But okay, so yeah. you figure it out yourself, and then uh, tell us about Alibaba. So someone's out there, they want to start a company. Shopify definitely the way to go. Um, and then out. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Am I yelling, man? So, for the audience, sorry. Uh, yeah, Art is fired up. You start talking about Shopify optimization. He gets, he gets hot. I'm I'm fired up. And all of our, all of our, uh, our multiple mics uh, are not here. So we're we're sharing a mic today. So I'm like kind of leaning in. So sorry if I'm yelling. All right. So as far as a developer, um, or no, we were talking about Alibaba. As far Alibaba, as you know, yeah. what did you do? Alibaba.com and just go find it. Yeah, basically, I uh, I would just reach out to people and be like, "Hey, how much can I get this for? This is what I need." And then, um, I mean, I found a couple of places that I was interested in, and I was getting prices from different places, and I was getting like samples and whatnot. And this place that I'm still working with, like, it was just the best option. So I ran with it. But I mean, it's something that people have to be careful with, like, because it's overseas and, you know, it's not like in a, a normal American website. Like, you're speaking, you got to remember that you're speaking with people that you don't know. You're speaking with people that are from like a totally different culture and everything. And so things can get confusing, but also, um, I've heard a lot of stories of people getting scammed. Yeah, um, my my well, events had a funny one. They were like, "Yeah, we we spent like four thousand dollars on Alibaba or something like that." And we were like, "I hope it shows up." <laughs> yeah, no, Vince actually, I was on, I, I spoke to him on the phone like maybe like a month ago, and he told me about that too. And I was like, "Yeah, it's pretty yeah, funny." So yours did show up. It wasn't a scam. Um, mm -hmm. And they did they did all the basically production in or wait, where's it? Where's your stuff made? It's in China. It's in China. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So you got that set up. Now you said in, in the beginning you were doing it yourself and you were basically shipping out of your house. Yeah. And then now you do it through a facility. Is that right? Yeah. How did you go about finding that facility? Um, they're like pretty common in this space. So I've become friends and acquaintances with a bunch of youtubers and um they make a lot of youtubers merch okay and so i would like i, I hit them up one day just to see because i needed uh, an order for t-shirts done like super quick so um one of my friends was like hey you should use uh they're called common thread um you should use the common thread they're great they make my merch and so I was like, all right, cool. Like that works for me. Cause everything I make is in America except for socks. Um, so I was like, okay, cool. That's fine. So um, I reached out to them and then I ended up finding out that they do like fulfillment as well. So since then I just had, I just have everything shipped to them. Like from, I used to have like the manufacturers ship things to me. But then I just had now I just have them ship the like socks or whatever it is to the common thread. And then they're hooked up to my Shopify through um, ShipStation. 
and then um, they just like see orders come in and they fulfill them. Can you can you kind of maybe talk to the listener who is maybe sending it out himself and and kind of the struggle that goes into that and kind of how with you 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 swallowed some margin, but the efficiency of what you're going through is probably night and day difference, right? Yeah. Can you totally. kind of can you explain yeah. now and how so, nice that is? I mean. It's something that I'm always like super careful about what I'm spending money or like sacrificing margins on. Um, and so for the longest time I was like, well, I can just keep doing this. And like I can just keep doing what I'm doing. I'll keep sending everything out. And then it just got to the point where I was like, if, if I can, if I can take this time that I'm spending, cause it got to the point where like I would release something and then the next day, it was like I would spend all day like packaging orders yep. and sending them out. And like I would like have my friend come and help me. Like it was just it was like a struggle. And so um I think giving up that um however much money it's costing is like a total difference because now I can spend that time on focusing on maybe getting better content or like whatever, like on, on the more on the brand digital space. Yeah. On the brand. Yeah. So, which in turn is going to make me more money anyway. And and I don't think people, and it's easy to to get stuck in this in the beginning where where cash is very, uh, uh, there's a shortage of it in a sense, but, but really the more time you can have, the bigger return you and the company are going to see, right? Like you doing everything, and we talk about this all the time. Yeah. If you're doing everything, it makes it almost impossible for you to grow to the next step, right? Yeah. So something has to give to put yourself in a position to to even work on the things that will take you to the next level. Uh, and and I think that's huge, man. Even, even for – we have a small company called Sovereign. We use a fulfillment center for that. Mm-hmm. It, it just – you're able to build a business with four guys as opposed to 10 or 11. It's, it's such a, it's so nice. A hundred percent. And I think that things are also sort of, things are getting easier for people in e-commerce. Like I know that 10 years ago, these things were hard to find. Right. But like now you can find places that are printing t-shirts as orders come in so that like you don't have to put down yep. more money than more money in t-shirts than you can sell, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's things like that and things like fulfillment centers that are sort of like making this more possible. Yeah, I agree. So so you launched the brand. Uh did you did you turn it on and just start slinging a ton of socks or was it quiet in the beginning? Why don't you talk talk to the reality of actually starting yeah. something? It was it was definitely quiet in the beginning. Um, I I had no traction, and and I was I was super um, I was super eager. So I ordered like a few thousand pairs of socks, and um, I was like, man, I don't know what I'm gonna do with these. And so um, yeah, it was super slow in the beginning, and then basically, I mean, my my thing this whole time, even up until now, was like networking. Like, I think everybody says that, but you don't realize how important it is until you actually do it. And so it's like, I would just literally reach out to sometimes 200 people a day. 
and just be like, hey, let's work together. Hey, let's work together. Uh, on Instagram, if I can, if I could find people's emails, I figured that'd be better. Like I would, you have to like almost be creepy in finding like people's cause cause you want to be able to reach out to people. Right. And so like, you know, if, if somebody has a million followers on Instagram, you're more likely to reach them through their email than their DM, you know? And so I would just sort of try and get a hold of everybody and, um, most of them, I would say like 99% of them didn't work out. Like either people didn't respond or like they weren't interested or, but the 1% that did, even if it's less than 1%, the small amount that did was so worth the hours of writing everybody else, you know? Yeah. So. And that's one thing I did notice um, when uh, with, with Matt and one of the reasons why we're interviewing him is that I did, there's all, you, all, you always can kind of, certain things stand out and that was one thing that stood out about you is you're like hey i'm talking to this person hey want to jump on the phone hey let's let's connect hey and so yeah. i kind of noticed that not only do you have a cool cause and i like the brand but you also were really good at networking and reaching out and getting in touch so thank you and it's funny that's kind of a that's kind of a common thing like we interviewed like jesse k and he was he was the same way omar i love that too yeah omar omar the rock star he's also very good at that so um, go ahead. So, so to create brand awareness, you were just emailing, cold calling. Were you doing, were you trying to get your product on influencers? Is that was the reason for networking? Yeah, I wanted to, I mean, so my, my first thing, and I think that this is just a good backstory for like anybody who's listening and wants to start a brand or whatever. I think it's important to make sure that you have like you need to think about it before you do it, right? And like, you can't just start a clothing brand and give it a name and make some designs and, and run with it anymore. And it's like, people want people want a story. Like people want to feel like they're a part of something that's like bigger than just a name. So I lost it for a second there. You said people want a story, yeah. correct? Okay. So um, people, people want something that's more than just a name, right? And so I was like, lucky enough to like sort of have this mission to have the uh, people think of my brand in the way that I think of it, which is like um, a cool, like fun brand that is sort of like, you know, like sort of juvenile designs and like um, pushing positivity. And I also, one of my biggest things was I wanted to push positivity into places like skateboarding or the music industry where, maybe they don't see as much positivity as they should. Yep. And so, and, and which has been awesome because like I've gotten feedback from people that have been like, um, like, especially when, when I was able to get my socks on tour with Mac Miller, people would DM me and be like, Hey, I was at this show in uh, Sydney and I saw this and I think it's so awesome because like usually here you don't see anything but negative things. And so for me, that was like a strong part of my brand. And so I wanted, I wanted people to, I wanted people that I worked with to actually like what I'm doing. Like, I feel like you see all these YouTube videos and um, you see these YouTubers getting sponsored by, by brands that you can tell they don't even care about, which I mean, I, I'm not even, that's not even like a shot at them. Cause like somebody's offering me $20,000 to talk about them in a video for 10 seconds, I'm taking it. Like, 
but 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 think about like that company's return on that investment is going to be really low because like so so my mission was to reach out to people that i think would be interested and only can you hear me still i can hear you now go again and and only reach out to people that only work with people that really wanted a part of it like i didn't want to force anybody to work with me and because in the end if somebody's talking about me on their youtube video for free it means that they're actually really interested which the audience will see which will affect me way differently than if i was paying people so like that was a super important thing to me and that was awesome. that yeah. was my mission so basically you want influencers who believe in what you're doing yeah awesome and how does the give back component work how do you how what part of it do you donate how does that work yeah so um at the end of like every quarter we'll go through and see um like what we made and just sort of like sit down and look at the uh the boring numbers like the accounting stuff and um i'll donate like 10 percent um so like 10 percent of the annual income is going to um is going towards saint jude's and so then we'll also do sometimes we'll do special projects like we just did a we just did some t-shirts with this nine-year-old girl named alexandria and so she's hiking the Appalachian Trail, which goes from Georgia up to Maine, um, to raise three million dollars for St. Jude's. So like, we made we made T-shirts for her, and every dollar from that will go towards her goal. Um, or we'll do like breast can like things just for breast cancer, things like that. So that's awesome, man. And um, okay, so you're you're 21. Did you go to any college? Oh, you're in yeah. college now, huh? Yeah, I'm a, I'm graduating in like three weeks. I think I asked you that when we talked. What do you what do you do, what are you doing in yeah. college? <laughs> For anyone that's thinking about going to college, you're doing it. So, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think like a lot of things, I think it's what you make out of it. Um. I think it was hard for me to make anything out of it for a while because I was sort of like, I don't want to be here and this is stupid and whatever. But um, I've sort of gotten to a point where I'm like, I'm okay with it for me. I don't think it's for everybody. Um, I think that I've learned, I think that I've learned a bunch of valuable things. And more importantly, I think I've met a bunch of people that are valuable to me. But I think that the, I think the, actually, I think the college culture, like the social culture of college is definitely the worst part of it. Like the feeling like you have to, feeling like you have to sort of waste your life every weekend and like live to waste your life every weekend is terrible. Like, You're talking about like, studying on the weekend? No, 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 no. Just like I think there's a lot of social okay. pressure to be like a college kid yeah. and like get the college experience. And um, I feel like people, so many people around me feel like forced to sort of like go and party on the weekends. And, and there, I have nothing against that. Um, but I feel like they're like everything in life needs to be a balance. And so I've seen so many people that like, 
cool person has this cool idea has dreams and like they just need to like impress their friends you know and it's like damn it's like it's this most sad thing to see yeah so if there if there's a reason to go to college go to college and for some people that reason is a social life you know yeah Um, for for other people it's not for me i I knew what i wanted to do Mm -hmm. and i didn't want to go to college for it and i couldn't have learned it well there there i guess there's certain programs that would have helped but I just knew it wasn't going to happen in college. Um, okay, cool. And um, let's see. So with that said, just kind of give us an idea of, I, I know we're not going to talk like revenue or how big the company is, but you're having, you have days where you sell like, like a thousand bucks a day or you, or, or more you're, you're, you're doing good as far as the business goes, right? Yeah. And can you give us a gauge on it? What do you mean? Like gauge? Sorry, I lost you for a sec. So you're, you're, I mean, it's pretty, what I'm trying to point out, it's pretty impressive that you're running, mm-hmm. that you're, you're, you have a successful e-com operation. There's a lot of people out there trying to say, buy my course and you'll be rich with e-com, but you're doing it. So, uh, you know, congrats, man. It's, it's awesome to see. And, um, yeah, so you have the fulfillment center going. Um, you built it on Shopify. You sourced Alibaba. Any other components for people looking at getting started that you think are important? Um, where, where, did, where do most of your sales come from? Do they come from Instagram? Yeah, I think them? leveraging social media is the most important thing in terms of like driving sales right now. Because like if you're if you have an online business and you don't have social media i don't see how you're getting sales you know like um i think that growing your instagram following keeping um keeping close to your instagram following and sort of just like having some sort of posting schedule trying to stay on that and basically just like connecting with your following as much as you can like things that you don't even realize um are a big deal are a big deal like i remember um i was do i I do these instagram live streams where like i'll just go on and and people will comment whatever and i'll just like i'll just talk and um for a while for like two or three weeks i was like super busy and i just like stopped doing them and my sales were like just sort of not like shot down, but like yeah. they were definitely lower. And so I was like, huh. And then like I started doing them again and they went back up again. And I was like, geez. Um, so I think that sort of making people feel like sort of bridging the gap between like uh, the internet space and like the, the gap between you and somebody that's behind a screen yeah. is important it's challenging but it's important yeah i think that's really cool and then so you have in you have live streams and then you have influencer posts of for people that are backing the brand right Mm -hmm. um are those the primary things you're doing and then also well let's let's go there are those the primary things you're doing anything else yeah i mean well that and i also do like collabs collabs okay yeah any paid ads nope no paid ads. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. You're doing what you want. No paid ads. Why no paid ads? Um, because I I don't know. I've just never 
a friend of mine one time did them for me and I was just like, eh, didn't really do anything. And I know that they work, but I feel like you have to really know SEO um, to do. You're talking about like social media ads, right? Like, yeah, like Facebook, you know, ads, Facebook, Facebook ads, yeah. ads, Instagram ads. Yeah. yeah. Um, SEO. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's it, something that might go. Pretty fascinating that you're selling what you are without paid ads. That, yeah. that, that's a pretty that that's a pretty good accomplishment right there. Thank you. Um. Okay. So, w anything else that we missed there? Because I, I want to talk. Anything else that we missed as far as how you sell? Um. Are you in any retail? No. No retail at no. all. And then how much would you say it, – it's funny because you see a lot of companies like, like for example, Diamond. Um, they, they're a bulk company, but then they sell a, you know, a ton of apparel. So what, what are your sales like as far as socks versus the rest of your gear, like shirts and hats and everything? Is it primarily socks or do you do a lot of gear also? It's definitely primarily socks because that's what I built it off of. And then it's sort of just like – so I guess people are there for the socks and then some people stay for the shirts and the everything sells, everything sells well. Um, but the socks definitely sell the best. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, so I think we've covered most of what we wanted, what we wanted to cover. Um, thing, is there anything else that, that you wanted to cover before we wrap it up here? I think that gave the people a really good snapshot of you starting your business, why you're doing it, how you're doing it, how you got started, um, and anything else that we missed, Matt? Yeah, I mean, I think we're good. Okay, yeah. awesome, man. Let's let's. Uh, where can people find you if they want to find the brand? Let's plug your site and your Instagram. Yeah, uh, the Instagram is at cancer c a n s w e r, and uh, my website is www cancersockco.com awesome all right matt well anybody out there listening check out matt's matt's instagram or website and matt it's super impressive what you're doing man i really appreciate you being with us and thanks for doing the podcast yeah thank you guys for taking your time this is this has been awesome thank you yeah thank you big dog